Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Today I want to tell you something about the subject of faith. You know, it's important that every believer understand that the scriptures gives us directly from God that we have all been given the same measure of faith everyone has and when you teach on this subject it's important to show people and even if you're talking about this to let them know that that from the scriptures that God has blessed every person the same not one person is blessed with more faith than another person brother Henry, wait a minute now i see people that use that have a great degree and a great level or high level of faith uh and more than what others have and that's absolutely true but there's a reason for that god gave us all the same measure and then sometimes when people and we see folks that are exercising a high level of faith in their finances and their family and uh, receiving their healing we think well god must have gave them more faith well, the fact is, every believer has been given a measure or the same measure of the God kind of faith. The challenge is what we do and how we grow. Well, we entitled this. Let me give you the title. We entitled this particular message, How Do I Grow My Faith? See, that's the difference. How do I grow my faith? A person that has a high level or operating in a high level of faith, they have grown their faith. They have developed their faith. And, you know, because they have developed their faith, they are are walking in a higher level. They're walking in what folks say, well, well you know, they, they, they actually have a greater level of faith operating in their lives. Well, Brother Henry, you, you said that we all uh, receive the same measure. Well, that's true. We, 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 we have all received the same measure. But what, what do you do with that measure? What do you mean? Well, we highlighted this message and we, and we said this. We said, your faith can be grown by feeding it on the word or by exercising it by putting it into practice your faith can be grown by feeding it or by it or putting it into action and knowing that the ability of God the anointing of God the grace and the mercy the empowerment of God will be available unto you and your faith will increase. You see, faith, as you equate it with natural things, faith is like a muscle, a muscle in our body. Everybody has muscles, but not everybody does the same thing or is able to do the same thing. Why? Because some people have developed their muscles. They have eaten properly. They've uh, uh, then not only they have eaten properly, but they've exercised their muscle and it's begun it became stronger they all had the same we all had the same measure uh, of 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 muscles when we, when we were born but 
there's changes take place. What do you mean? You grow up. You mature. We see in 1 Peter 2.2, 1 Peter 2.2, and you can equate this spiritually, as newborn babes desire the sensitive milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Spiritually speaking, you're born, when you're born again, you're born a baby as a newborn babe. Naturally speaking, when you're born, you're born a baby. But when you eat and you feed and you develop and you grow, grow and you mature, you grow up. So you change. It's the exact same way spiritually. Uh, we, we're born again as a newborn babe. But as Peter said in, in uh, second chapter, chapter 2, when we desire the sensitive milk of the word and we feed on that milk, then we grow thereby. We grow up. We mature. We become stronger in faith. And every believer has that opportunity to do it and can. But it's the choices that we make. It's the decisions that we make. You know, some Christians wonder why other folks are so further along than they are. Well, there's a reason. One of the great theologians of the 20th century, uh, uh, Brother F. F. Bosworth had a, a famous statement that Brother Hagin used a lot that I picked up, that a lot of folks have, and because it's absolutely true when you teach along these lines. What did he say? Brother Bosworth made this quote. He said, most Christians feed their body three hot meals a day and their spirit one cold snack a week, and they wonder why they're so weak in faith. <laughs> you know, that's true. Most Christians are that way. You know, we would dare miss a miss a meal, <laughs> and usually it's three hot ones a day. And uh, when when we do that, we receive those three hot meals, and we uh, our body gets stronger, or it has potential to get stronger. But then we only get a cold snack, and that's that's if you go to a church where they're just giving you a, a one cold snack message. Now, if you come to Regional World Bible Church, you're going to get better than a cold snack. You're going to get a hot meal, a full-fledged meal. <laughs> but, but most Christians, uh, especially if they're not really seeking God, they're, they're getting that cold snack or whatever they're getting at their church, and, and, and they're feeding their bodies so much. But and then they wonder, spiritually, Lord, why am I so weak? You, your spirit man is not going to be able to grow and be strong unless you feed your spirit and then you exercise your spirit. You said an exercise. Now, those are two points that we're going to get to and we're going to really focus on in just a moment. But I tell you what, let's go and look at scripture where we find out that, hey, when we start off, we start off the same. What do you mean by that? With that same measure of faith. In Ephesians 2, verse 8, Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says this, For by grace are ye saved through faith. That's how we're saved, by the grace of God, God's grace, and our faith. And that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. It is a free gift. I mean, you can't do anything to earn this gift. A gift is not earned. It's given. A gift is given so that uh, you can receive it if you open up your hands and, and to get it. But we notice also in Romans 12, verse 3, Romans 12, verse 3, it says this, For I say, through the grace given unto me, again, 
Paul talking to, to the church at Rome and to the church here today, you and I, to every man that is among you, so he's talking to everybody, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Most folks don't do that. They usually think lower than themselves, but that's another teaching. But to think soberly, according, listen here, this is where we want to focus on. Last part of this verse. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. We see according that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every man, born again believer, that has received God, receives the same measure of faith. Every man does. So we see here, we know that faith comes from God. It is a gift, as we said. But he has given it to every believer. He has given every believer the same measure the same measure of faith. I want you to notice something else about this particular verse in Romans 12, 3, 2. It says this, that it's not something that he's going to do. What do you mean? He's not going to give us the measure of faith. We're not trying to get faith. Some people say, well, you know, I'm praying for more faith. Why? God has given you the measure of faith. So, God is not going to give it to us. He's already given it to us. And we don't have to try to get it because he's already got us. We shouldn't be praying for more faith. Oh, no, Pastor, I got to pray for more faith. No, that's not how your faith <laughs> matures and grows. You don't pray and God gives you more. He already has given you the measure that he's going to. We have it. You start saying that I have all the faith I need. Well, Pastor, I'm not getting everything I need to get. What do I need to do? You need to grow up in faith. Every believer already has a measure of the God kind of faith. Every believer already has a measure. God gets everyone started off at the same place, at the same level. Really? But not everyone stays at the same level. He gives to everyone the measure of faith. And this statement is very important, too, and, uh, because we need to understand this. Your faith grows according to what you do with it. Your faith grows according to what you do with it. That goes back to that our, 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 our uh, theme or our highlight that we said, your faith can be grown by feeding it on the word? Yes. And by exercising it, or when we say exercising it, that means we're putting it into practice. So faith levels will change, will, will mature when you feed on the word. But if you just get the word, if you just feed or eat the word, you know what you'll become? You'll become spiritually, spiritually flabby. You'll get fat spiritually. Unless you exercise it. You got to do something with it. In other words, your faith grows according to what you do with it. You know, that's so important because everyone wants to operate in high levels of faith. Everyone wants to have strong faith. Everyone wants to have great faith. And later on, and we're going to go into what the Bible calls different types of faith. The Bible shows us that there are different degrees or different uh, strengths of faith.
because people have matured or done something with their faith that caused their faith to grow. Now, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith like we saw in Romans 12, 3. But then, what have you done with what God called you to do? That's an important question for a lot of in a lot of different arenas, a lot of different areas in our life. Am I doing what God called me to do? Am I using my faith? Am I growing my faith? Am I maturing my faith? Am I operating in, in a degree that God wants me to operate in? You know, a lot of people have done what one fellow did in the Bible uh, with the talent. And they, you know, they did the same thing with their faith. And we see in Matthew 25, verse 25, and you read it was three guys here that God was talking about, three gentlemen. And God bestowed these talents on them according to what uh, their ability was. And God knew them. He had worked with them. So he gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one according to their abilities. But the one guy, as we, as you read Matthew 25, 25, and you read that entire chapter, and, and I encourage you to read that because you'll see different, uh, different ways of people handling things, handling their faith, handling the gifts and abilities that God has given us. We want to grow strong in faith, but what am I doing with what God has given me? This particular one gentleman that we're looking at said this in Matthew 25, 25. Matthew 25, 25 says this, and I was afraid, uh-oh, key here, fear. Fear would cause you not to do anything. Fear would cause you to freeze up. This guy said, I was afraid and went and hid the talent in the earth, the gift that God had given, given him. Lo, there that has time that in thine. In other words, he basically took a napkin, wrapped up his gift, and he buried it. He didn't use it. He didn't do anything with it. And because he didn't, he didn't achieve anything. He didn't grow it. God later on called him an evil servant because uh, the other guys used theirs. They they went ahead and they made more. The one that had five had ten. You know the story. Uh, maybe we'll go and read and read it more in depth in a later teaching. But this particular fella just buried his gift. He buried his talent. He buried his ability. He buried his faith. And God called it evil. And he didn't produce. He didn't grow. The other two used their faith. They exercised their talent. They grew their talent or money or whatever it is. And God rewarded them. And he told them, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. And, and, and they were. And, you know, that's what we're going to hear when we get to heaven. Those of us that have been faithful, you've been faithful in a few things. I'm making rulers over, over many. And God called them faithful. But he didn't call this particular fellow faithful because he hid his talent. He buried it, and it didn't grow. When you bury your faith, when you don't use your faith, it will not grow. It will not manifest greater production of what God will want you to have and what you want to do. This guy pretty much just wrapped 
their faith in a napkin, so to speak, and he hid it. That meant he hadn't used it at all. God wants us to use what he's given us. But you know what? It's up to you what you do with the measure of faith that God's given you. So when we understand that, that God has given us the same exact measure, that's the first thing, that we start off on the same level. But the second point that we need to understand is that how for us to grow our faith, this measure of faith can be increased, but we're the one who has to increase it, not God. How can I increase things? You mean God won't do it for me? No. Certain things God has given us the ability, the empowerment, his name, his word he's given us to do. He expects us to do what he called us to do. He expects us to, to move and live and move and have our being in him and in his word. It's up to you to do with the measure of faith God has given you what needs to be done with it. But you increase your faith by doing two things. And we've already went over. What are those two things? First, feeding on the word of God. Read the word. Study the word. Hear messages like you're listening to right now. The anointed, the, uh, the anointed word, the rhema, spoken, anointed, Christos, word of God. You got to hear it, you feed on it, but you also must exercise it. Put it into practice. Develop your faith muscle. Grow in it. The Bible shows us illustrations of how to do that. One of the ones. We've got to find a good unhooking spot here. I, 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 it's so much into this that we need to know. First you feed on it, then you exercise it. You, you put it into practice. God told us in Matthew 4, 4, Matthew 4, 4, he says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Bread is good, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus is using a natural example of bread here to convey a spiritual thought. You just can't eat and then think you're going to do anything other than getting fat. You got to exercise. <laughs> yes, you must eat good food. You need to do that. But you got to practice and exercise and develop your body for it to grow stronger. And it's the exact same way to develop your faith. Yes, we eat the bread. We eat the bread of life, which is the word of God. But then he's saying here that that what bread or food is to the body the word of God is to the spirit or the heart of man you know that if you eat food regularly it will build you up physically yet if you eat right but don't exercise as we said all you do is get flabby and out of shape 
Pastor, you saying are they flabby and out of shape? Christians, yes. <laughs> I'm not saying it God's word saying it. Because what? They're not exercising. They're not developing. And that same thing, if, if you hide it or if you bury it, it won't grow. As a matter of fact, if you don't use a muscle in the natural, if you don't eat right food, if you don't use it, it'll it'll do what the doctors call atrophy. It'll start to grow weak and then die. Pastor, can my faith do that? It sure can if we don't feed feed it, nurture it, uh, water it, develop it, and then exercise it. God wants us to grow stronger. Well, this is a good unhooking spot right here. I'm going to hook up with this next time. If you get some things out of this, did it bless you? It blessed me just teach it over again. Oh, praise God. Let's go ahead and pray. Because the first step in getting any blessing from God is becoming a child of God, a son or a daughter of God. So I'm going to pray this prayer with you because you, you and I need Jesus in our life every day for our faith to work. That's how we get saved. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you died for me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins, cleansing me of all unrighteousness. I thank you that I'm forgiven. And right now, because I've confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart, I am saved. I make you my Savior, and I make you my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for helping me. I'm a brand new creature in Christ. I'm saved. Amen.